0: Welcome to the Film Sessions podcast. Today, we're excited to feature uh, Ari Mercado and then Fernanda. And can I get the name of the other gentleman with the glasses?
1: Igor, Igor. Oh,
0: all right, cool, Igor. So if you would like to introduce Mm -hmm. yourselves to us a little bit.
2: Oh, um, Thank you so much for having us here tonight. I'm Ari Mercado. I'm here with Fernanda Queiroz. We're both executive producers and the creators of the episode. Uh, We're part of Submerge Films, an independent collective based in São Paulo formed while in university as an attempt to experiment and create different kinds of narratives with small budgets. And besides us, there are five other crucial members to Submerge. All of them couldn't make here tonight, but there is Igor Cesário here with us tonight, the D.O.P. for the project. There is Lorenzo Madueno, who handled all sound design, editing, and composed the soundtrack for the film. There is Luca Bianucci, who wrote most of the dialogues and composed the structure of the narrative. There is Luca Soto, the colorist and camera operator, and Marcelo Andrade, who handled the RDR direction along with Fernanda. All right, cool. So
0: this is a big group, so I guess all these personal questions, I'm going to have to try to tailor it a bit. I'll, I'll say this. What obstacles or what was the process like for you guys making this film? What obstacles did you have to endure? Or were there like any cool, surprising moments that happened in filming or in post anything during the process that you would say was notable? want to start?
1: Uh, Adi, want to start?
2: Yes, so the episode, well, we, the episode, first we will say a little bit about the making of, of the film. So the episode was made as an undergraduation project in our final college year and was chosen apart from eight other projects which we presented in an examination board. They chose this one precisely for being the hardest and most challenging script to be presented. And to make the episode, we challenged ourselves to shoot uh, in location. And we actually chose the worst one, which was a real cave. Only two days of shooting happened in the cave, but it was needed a whole organizational scheme to make a six hour trip with 14 people and three cars and have them all fed and comfortable. And the episode is also half a musical, with two songs being sung by Angela Maria Prestes, the actress who plays Madalena, and all of the soundtrack is original. And the songs were also a way we found to deal with exposition in the script, and to confront the spectator in an epic theater kind of way, since Madalena breaks the fourth wall and questions the morality of the actions of Justino, which is the lead character. And for us, the episode was so important because it was also the first film where we hire professional actors, both Angela Maria Prestes and Laizev Statiadis who played Vera have loads of experiences in theater and they blended so well in the mystical and shamanic side of their characters and as a matter of fact Junior Junior Vieira he has a lot of uh, experience in films and series and soap operas here in Brazil and he was also recently nominated as best actor in the Festival de Gramado, one of the biggest film festivals in Brazil, and you're so proud of everything. Another right.
3: thing I can think of that was a, a major obstacle, I guess, was the food situation in such a remote location. That we actually even considered to transport 90 meals, just to make sure, to be sure that everyone would be would be well fed. Uh, because we were afraid we wouldn't be able to buy it locally because it's a national park. There is there is very few accommodations that we would be able to to stay as a as a our mm-hmm. and it, it really was our greatest concern at the moment if we would be able to be really well nourished and rested with such few locations to stay.
1: Yeah, and, and all that with a very strict budget. Like, we managed to pay the actors, but uh, all the rest of the pro- pro- project was, like, a struggle on that part. Uh, we had a lot of, I think, luck, but we chose to, to to film it on location and on a really harsh location, but it was free. It was a national park, so we saved a lot of money there, but uh, we saved, like, enough to pay the actors and and be well-fed. And was that But basically that All right Okay So Since you've already
0: Introduced the film A little bit to us What is the message That you were Trying to portray To your audiences Throughout the movie What is it You wanted them To walk away with Once they Finished watching it Once they what, what do you want them To come away with The key Point Theme Or message
3: Okay Um the film, the film is more of an experience, but I think it tackles the philosophical search of the meaning of life in a limited environment. But I guess that's just one way to read it. Uh, it can be read as a political, mythological, or even biological take on the relationship between two opposites handling hostile situations. And I believe that those many interpretations are what really enriches the film and make these projects a whole lot more gratifying to be a part of.
1: Yeah, and, and I think we leave the audience with more like of a question than answers. Like, an answers. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's more about uh, what the silver line between man and animal, uh, man and beast. And, but we don't give the answers. So it, it's more like uh, we present you the subjects and we present you the question. It, it's up to you. to It's up to your interpretation of the story.
3: You did a reflection within yourself, within your experience to watching the movie.
1: OK,
0: all right. OK, so I love asking this question because every filmmaker hates it when I ask this question, <laughs> but I feel like it's a good psychological key into the door of how your guys minds is work. So if you'll allow me. What is your favorite movie? <laughs> if it's not one, because it usually never is. Could you pick out of a list one that marks you the most?
2: Yes, so we can uh, answer this question in a lot of ways because we have our our favorite personal films. Mine, for example, is Abasqueiro's Tummy's Where's My Friend's House. Like Fernanda, her favorite film is Satoshi Kon's Millennial Actress. And Igor, he is obsessed with Zack Snyder and Batman vs Superman. And no, he also I... made me watch the whole four-hour Snyder cut, and, <laughs> and I loved it. But and I loved yeah. it. I loved it. But, but... The least, yeah.
1: uh, *Batman vs. Superman* is not my favorite film. Don't worry. <laughs> it's forty-year-old, forty-year-old version. It's
2: it's a little. It's got a little bit better. <laughs> it got a little bit better. <laughs> but uh, as a whole, for the episode, we were influenced by other. Kinds of films. We were influenced by Stalkers, uh, Stalker by Tarkovsky. We were influenced by Pedro Costas, Cavallo Dinheiro. And we were influenced by Lavi Diaz, filmography as a whole, especially in his way of approaching low budget narratives in real locations and dealing with some sort of magical realism. Uh, We could cite uh, Season of the Devil, which is a musical, and we could cite *The Halt*, which is a science fiction. He made in this magical, realistic kind of way. You know?
0: Okay. All right.
2: All right. That's actually
0: that's actually one of the more comprehensive answers I got because usually that question just flummoxes people, it confuses them. They don't know what to say. They're like, "Oh no, not one!" Ah. So, yeah, I, I, think
1: okay. I think it's because we had. A lot of discussions about that i think you could tell but these dis- discussions
0: yeah. Yeah. you guys are experienced in that area okay all right that's fair that's fair i should i should expect it right i should expect it still you could kind of see i never get the same one answer forget the same one movie i can't even get the same answer when it comes to that question so i, I just love that's asking great. it <laughs> so because this is such a grandiose project in scale, I think this is imperative to ask. Because as you would all as you would all assume, most people who start, they're either by themselves or it's like a small motley crew. They don't really have much behind them. It's just like their iPhone, and that's it. So, what are uh, what is a resource that you would recommend to student filmmakers? If it's a device specifically, like a certain type of tripod or specifically a a type of iPhone or a camera, if it's a program or a platform or even a kind of person to help you, to guide you like an assistant, what would be a resource you guys would recommend to new filmmakers?
3: We're kind of on that journey ourselves, but uh, I could give some valuable information if you count that as resources. Uh, I I would recommend checking out what free softwares you have lying around so so you don't always go for the paid ones because it end, ends up getting a lot very expensive like we i could cite uh, audacity or studio binder or even search for student subscriptions of paid softwares like adobe creative uh, creative cloud they have some discounts and even some hardware stores here in Brazil, we have a lot of those that give student discounts for starter filmmaking uh, filmmakers. And uh, another advice I could give is that you to never underestimate free festivals during your festival runs. Most most people go for the paid ones, the award qualifier festivals, and the free festivals are just as important during your beginner journey.
1: Yeah, and. Um. As a DOP, if I would list some, some resources, I would put, uh, like, First Shot Deck is a website where you can uh, basically grab stills of any movie based on a description. You can just put, like, um, uh, close shot of an eye, and it will list, like, a thousand of that, and you can just browse and, and grab anyone that you like to, to like, portray to your crew like and that's that, that's the idea we have that like because communication is it's the best resource actually but you need need tools to to accomplish that and any other tool that lets you do a light map like prepping like we, we couldn't like prep to the caves that that would be like cost too much we'd have to travel like thousands of times times there to, to plan yeah. and do a light map yeah. but at least for the parts that we shot on not didn't shoot the caves that helped a lot, but prepare the maximum. Prepare to to expect everything to go wrong, basically.
0: That is some healthy advice. That is true. That is that is pretty healthy. What's something? I guess you guys already answered the resource and the advice with that. So, what is something? That you think you can come away with after having such a have after having done such a large scale film? What is like a lesson you learned or maybe just a notable feeling you think you can come away with that you felt like you grew as a filmmaker?
1: You guys want to start or can I can I go?
0: I
3: can start. Uh I guess that since the start of our project. Uh, we could count on a wide range of skills that we were developing at the time that actually made us more adaptable and multimedia and help, uh, led the way for us to explore working in such a, uh, an unexplored situation that is a real cave, uh, a long travel. And we came from uh, a lot of different experiences that gave us the sense that we, are, we were professionally unfulfilled on this and the ability to tell stories. And this need to tell stories is what really brought us together and make us keep on challenging ourselves because there is always going to be a glass ceiling and we are always searching for new opportunities and ways to fund our movies and ways to keep on being active. And we I, I, I guess the the greatest thing that we... That we could count that that we grew as a crew was the the concept that we have to claim our space and all these really unexplored places because uh, this field in brazil sometimes can look a lot a lot like a secret society there's things you don't know going on and there's people behind those things and there's more things and people in goes on forever it's not a very open field information-wise so you have to listen a lot, and you have to be in these places. So you have to be seen. You have to speak, and you have to kind of have this mindset to be a good filmmaker. You can't be too comfortable with your skills or with your experiences. You have to always keep on challenging yourself in order to be a good filmmaker.
1: Okay. And following what she said, it, I think like as a crew, we we started the project. In, not everyone believed that we could do it. I think no one believed that we could actually shoot this film on location the way we did it. I think the project came out like much, much better than we thought it would. And I think what we could, we, we took away that we are capable. And, and that goes along what she said about claiming space in the film industry. Like we can't just expect, expect shit to happen to us. We, we need to go and, and make our movies, as hard as it can be, we will learn everything, everything we need by making films and knowing people. That's it. You have to put yourself out there and put your mood out
3: there. You relies a lot on social networking as well, because there's not really some job openings as a director on LinkedIn or something. You really need to know people. You need to be out there. You can just be studying. Theories on the internet and reading books—you uh, have to complement that with real-life experience.
2: Yeah, you have to form a crew yes. and came from all sources, uh, from all kinds of perspectives, and you have to hear them. You know, for example, I—I uh, I wouldn't never uh, shot in a real cave. I will never have this idea. It was Fernanda's idea. What you know? For me, this would be a. Uh, a subjective film in all sorts of ways, you know. I will never do this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, I, We just did because we heard Fernanda and her own vision for the project, and we had all sorts of visions for this project. All right, cool.
0: So, last question, although it's merely promotional, not a real question. Where After the festivals have their run, Where can we find your film? And then where can we see your past projects and your future projects? And where can you update us on what you're gonna do? Where can we find these things at?
3: Okay, so as you said, the film isn't available yet, but once we finish our festival runs, we will uh, make the film available on our social platforms. We have two, one for the movie and one for the group, the producer, Uh, the one for the movie where you can uh, follow us, and see what is going on is EBSO with an I instead of a Y underscore film with with an E at the end that is the way we write in Brazil. And the name of our our collective is Submerge. So it's Submerge underscore film, same way with an E at the end that is the way we write in Brazil. And we are gonna make it available on YouTube and on Vimeo and people will be able to watch and experience it themselves.
0: All right. If that is all I have for you all, uh, thank you for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. It was great having you all. Eerie, thinking about actually recording in a cave and intentionally doing it. But besides that, it was amazing having you all. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. And blessed future successes to you all. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great night. Adios.